Recorded live. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank and praise you today. Amen. We thank you for this new brisk, brisk, cool day that we've had today. We thank you for even the rain and the snow that came, oh God. And we thank you that it's gone also in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the word of God, oh God, that has governed this day. Thank you, oh God, for how you've been God in all things and everything. We just thank and praise you, Lord God, for not one job or tither of your word failed, oh God, in this day, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for knowing that, Father, in the name of Jesus. Not one jot or tither of your word failed in our circumstances, in our situations today, Lord God. And we thank you for knowing that, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the word of God tonight. How are you going to use Sister Jasmine, oh God, to speak the word of God in spirit and in truth? We thank you, Lord God, for the hearers and the doers of the word, those that are logging in and dialing in, oh God. We just thank and praise you, Father God, for how you're going to speak to our hearts tonight. Oh, God, about the consequences of man's choice. We're doing a study, oh, God, on the will of man versus the will of God in Christ Jesus. And we just said thank you, Lord God, for feeding us in spirit and in truth, feeding our souls. Amen. Feeding us, oh, God, to, to into the directions of where we need to be in, oh, God, that we'll be fed and nourished, oh, God, and we won't stumble along the way. We won't faint, oh, God as you allow each day to come forward, O oh God, because the word of God is our direction. The word of God is our feeling. The word of God is our food that we need. The word of God is our mind regulator. It's our peace. It's our love. It's our joy. O oh God, everything about your word is all that we need in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, we thank you so much for your son Jesus. We thank you so much for the Holy Ghost. And now, Lord, as we begin to turn things over to Sister Jasmine, that she will be able to expound on the word as well as teach us the word of God. Amen. That you placed in her spirit through study. Amen. For us to know about the consequences of man's choice. And, Lord God, we just say yes to your will and yes to your way. Yes, to the word of God, because we can't change your word, Lord God, so we have to comply with your word. And we thank and praise you, Lord God, for a spirit to be able to comply with the word of God, a spirit, O oh God, that we would be able to do what we have been called out to do in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord God. We appreciate you. And we just said thank you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. We thank and praise God for tonight. This is Personal Touch International Ministries. Amen. And we are here. This is our online Bible study, Deliverance Bible study. Amen. That we hold every Wednesday night. And as I said earlier, our prayer, amen, is that the word of God be heard and that we become hearers and doers of the word of God that we've heard that our faith will be increased, amen, as the Lord chooses to use us according to his will on this earth in his word, 
Amen. And we just thank and praise God for you tuning in, logging in, amen, and just listening. Amen. We appreciate your comments and your questions, even your suggestions. Amen. Amen. And in the will of God and what God has, you know, set for us this day. So we just ask that. Sister Jasmine, are you ready? Yes. Amen. Amen. All is well? Yes. Amen. Amen. You have the floor. All right. Tonight we're going to be talking about the consequences of man's choice. The governing scripture is the same as it was last week. Um, I'll read it again just in case there were some that weren't on the line last week. It's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 through 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the strength of your days or the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The definition of the word consequences is something that happens as a result of a particular action or a set of conditions, importance, or value. We already know the story of Adam and Eve and how the serpent told Eve something opposite of what God had told Adam about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam or Eve relayed the serpent's message back to Adam and caused him to bite the fruit from the forbidden tree. In the beginning before all of this took place, before the fall of man, we were placed here for God's pleasure. After the fall of man, God saw the corruption of man's nature due to sin. God took back his image, and man was made to know good and evil, when all man was originally made to know was good. This was the consequence of man's choice. Once the fruit was consumed by Adam and Eve, they began to see each other's nakedness. From that instant, they not only knew good, but now evil was present as well. Man's choice came on board after the fall of man. It is the will of man that's tempted, persuaded, and allured, not the spirit of man. The definition of tempted is to cause someone to do or want to do something, even though it may be wrong, bad, or even unwise. Persuaded means to cause someone to do something by asking, arguing, or giving reasons to cause someone to believe something. And the word allured means to entice by charm or attraction. The spirit of man, which is the spirit of God, cannot be tempted. James 1 and 13 says, let no one say he is tempted. I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Any added extras, Apostle, or any comments so far? 
Amen. You might just want to slow down a little bit, you know, because, you know, and and, and and let us do a Selah moment on that word, some of that word that you're putting out there, because you said that the, um, the um, how did you say that about the spirit of man can't be tempted because it's the spirit of God? The spirit of man, which is the spirit of God, cannot be tempted. Amen, amen, and it teaches us that in in James, because a lot of people, a lot of people believe that they can be that they are tempted. But see, the spirit, okay, the spirit of man belongs to God, amen, and we know that it's that flesh, it's that flesh that belongs to the devil, and that's what a lot of people don't understand the difference in the truth in the two, because see, the lust comes through the flesh, the desires of the flesh, so that's where the temptation comes in at. Amen. Amen. So, in other Amen. words, it's not our spirit that's being tempted. It's the flesh. Yes, it's the flesh. Because, see, the lust of the flesh, if you read on you read on further in the James, what is it, uh, verse 14 and 15, it tells you that the, that the, um, that the spirit, uh, once you concede that, that lust, then that, that, then the spirit, see, the spirit, the spirit basically will die. I, I guess that's the word I want to use, but I would need for you to read the scripture for me before I can hear it. But um, it, it basically is not the, not what's being tempted. It's the flesh. It's the will of the flesh. And, and that that itself is what's being tainted and taunted and tormented and all that kind of stuff. Because if you really think about it, our spirit is what animates us. Our spirit is what keeps this body this 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 vessel of clay is what really keeps it animated, keeps it going. Because without the spirit, it's dead. Right. Yeah. So and 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 the spirit belongs to the Lord. And when we die, the spirit goes back to the Lord. So therefore, the spirit won't be going back to the Lord, tempted or tainted and all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Amen. Which which is which is, I understand it as being such. Verse 14 and 15, you want me to read that? Yeah. Um, 14 says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Yeah. That has nothing to do with your spirit. Go ahead. Right. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is Mm -hmm. full grown, brings forth death. Because mm-hmm. see the temptations that we we have been tempted with, when we begin to perceive those things and we accept them, then we act on it. We we begin right. to act on it. What we what we perceive in that, and and so yeah. But the spirit belongs. To, I, I think I think that's a good way of saying that. I think that's justifiable too. Uh, is there any more comments? So anybody else would like to say something about that? Amen, Pastor. Amen, um, Sister Jasmine. Amen. I agree with you, Pastor, when you say it's the flesh that's being tempted. Amen. That's why the word tells us to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust that is in the flesh. Amen. And again, as the scripture tells us, let no man say when he is tempted, amen, that he is tempted of God. Amen. That's that flesh. That is tempted, amen, that thought that is in that mind, you began to listen to it, you began to dwell on that thing, and then you began to act it out, amen. Mm-hmm, amen. Like amen. I said, that, that, that spirit belongs to the Lord. Amen. 
Yeah, and so I, I just can't see uh, that spirit being used any kind of way. You know, a lot of people have used expressions by saying, oh, she's just spiritless, you know. Well, that's impossible because of the fact that it's the spirit that's keeping me alive in this body. So the body is not animated. It, it has no animation without spirit. That's true. Amen. Amen. I've been told that a lot of people say that I'm spiritless. I don't I don't have a heart toward things which makes me spiritless, they would say. That's what they used to say on my old job. Thank God for uh, retirement. Go ahead, Sister Jess. <laughs> sin sin is deceptive. It's like buy one, get one free. There's Amen. always a catch before you get the free part. I said, sin is deceptive. It's like buy one, get one free. There's mm-hmm. always a catch before you can actually get the free part of the buy one, get one free. That's true. That's true. And that, and that's and that's the purpose of of sin. You know, it it is it comes in to be deceptive so you can so you can get another one. Because see, like I said, when you buy one one sin or when you buy sin, you get the other free because everything mm-hmm. that's Incorporated in that mess, you know, is free because because of, it's just like telling a lie. In other words, when you tell that one sole lie, that lie always has other lies that's attached to it that's forthcoming. But it's that main lie, that main lie, that first lie, that original lie is ever found out to be untrue, untrue, or you have to justify that and tell the truth. In other words, it'll unravel and undo all the other lies that's before it, that's right after it, I'll say. Yeah, but you got to start with one and get the other one free. Oh, yeah. If that, if that, but it's just okay. It's just like a, it's just like knitting, I guess you could say. You know how you start out in knitting. I think you have to make like a little knot or something like that. But if you ever, as you continue to go, it begins to form a pattern. So, but if you pull that thread, if you pull that thread, it'll it'll unravel every bit of it, going back to that original knot. So that lie, that sin is deceptive. Sin is deceptive, just like within the garden. If you notice with Adam, when when man fell, that sin, that sin has come through every generation. No generation can bypass that, none, because of that lie that the serpent told in the garden. Yep. Mhm. And the only thing can help us in this area, in this, is that no, is that we must be able to know the truth. We must be able to hear the truth, accept the truth, and become a doer of that truth in order to, it's not going to stop us from, you know, like with you still having babies and stuff, it's not going to stop the babies from being born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But it gives a better pattern. It gives a better pattern because by you knowing the truth, you're able now to pass that truth on down to your children and your children's children. You understand? Amen. Amen. Amen, sis. Romans six, twelve through 16 reads, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, 
for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. So in other words, whatever is is the dominant power in your life, that's the power that you're a slave to. So it's either the power of good for you or the power of evil. There's no gray area in between there. What's the consequences? Death for sin and life for for good. Amen. What does the scripture say, though, last verse in that chapter? It says, do you know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that yep. one slave? The last the last verse, is that what the last verse says in that chapter? Oh, obedience last. leads to righteousness. No, the last verse in that chapter. chapter in that six. whole chapter? Yeah, what does it say? Get it up for you. Oh, I forgot you ain't in no real Bible. You all on your machine. <laughs> this is the time we live in, Aunt Pooh. We gotta we gotta get it like this. Even the pastor in the pulpit be using the iPad. But don't make it right. <laughs> Come on, girl, what it say? Okay. Romans chapter six. Go off somewhere over in Africa in them jungles where ain't no Wi Fi then you through. The last verse says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, and I just had you to read that based upon what you were saying, what you just said at the end. Yes. Yeah. We are so a servant to the... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, so that's the consequences of, of uh, the sin. Yes. Okay. Sin equals death, God equals eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh We are a servant to the power of our will, saints. The consequences of man's will are still present today. Instead of taking the good way, men choose the evil way to satisfy their will and to serve the consequences. We exercise freedom through the will of man. But our choices bring consequences through our freedom. So, you want to add anything extra in between there, Apostle? I heard you make a noise. I just said, hmm, that must have been, Elva might have been breathing hard. (laughs) Elva, did you want to add anything in on that? Not at this time, Sister Jasmine. Amen. You're doing good. Okay. But I have something about about man um, um, choosing. Um, oh man, uh, between like it's right and wrong um, on the scripture. What you're saying is, we we know um, when man chooses the thing, we know that it is it, wrong. Um, between right and wrong, we cho- we chose we choose to do wrong because we we feel at that time that it's the best thing to do. It's just like you said with about the lie. We'd rather tell that lie than tell that truth. 
because we know that that truth going to um, bring on repercussions and consequences about, because of our actions, we'll lie about it first. Uh-huh. Now, knowing about when we tell that lie, that's still going to bring on repercussions and consequences later on when the truth finally come out. But then, we'll, then we're going to have to defend that lie that we had told. My motto was all before, lie about the lie you just lied about. Um, and, that, and like I say, I only can speak of myself. Because like I say, you know, when I was out there in the world, not saying I was out there, out there, but I had spirits things in the world. And like I say, repercussions and consequences didn't, didn't bother me. Um, like I said, I was grown. I was a man. I did everything I could do. And like I said, knowing, knowing of God back then, but just God wasn't ahead of my life. I knew him. I knew he woke us up. You know, he, he protected us, stuff like that. But I just really didn't care about God at that time. Because, like I say, the fleshly part was just out front, leading, and stuff like that. And to everything, until God said that it's enough and put everything into a hope. And all that line and everything that repercussions and consequences came back. And I had to pay for it. But that's, that's what man out there doing now. They know repercussions and consequences are behind it. They're still choosing to do wrong. Serving the consequences. The pleasure of the flesh. Amen. Amen. Enjoying sin for a season. Amen. There's pleasure in what they are doing, and that is why they are doing it. Amen. They, like Tony say, they're not thinking about the consequences at this time. I'm thinking about what I'm getting out of this action right now. Amen. Amen. But but even with even with the consequences for Tony and Elder and Sister Jasmine, one one thing about it, whenever whatever whenever we do something that's wrong, there's a consequence. Amen. Mm-hmm. There there's a consequence when we do things right too, but it's not a bad, it's not a negative consequence. It's a good right. thing. But the yeah. thing is, when you do bad, you the Bible teaches us that we reap what we sow. So mm-hmm. I don't care what point in time in our lives we do this thing, okay? We do this without the, the leading of the Lord, without the spirit of the Lord, or uh, without guidance of the word, however you want to say it. We're gonna, that thing is going to come back again. The consequence may not come right then and there when that lie is told. The consequences right. may not come right then and there when my flesh is heaped all up and I want to go and do something I ain't got no business doing. But the consequence of my sin, of my unrighteousness, is going to come back to me because the word says, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. And whatsoever a man soweth, that shall be reaped. And when we sow in corruption, we're going to reap corruption. Well, there's Amen. no getting, getting around it. You know, the choices that we make is consequential, consequential and we're going to have to pay for that thing. So, I mean, it behooves us you know, in a right mind, in our right mind, to be able to make the conscious decisions governed by the Spirit of the Lord and His Word instead of doing, governing things according to our feelings, which is flesh. Amen. And allow the Lord and His Word and His way to guide and lead us, though it may be uncomfortable. Okay, that's part of the consequences when you walking by faith. You know, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. You're gonna you're gonna seem like you are always under attack. You're gonna seem like this, but you got to know that God is greater than the things that you feel and the things that 
seem like or the things that may appear to be this and that. You have to know that God is there and God is with you, and God is going to avenge you. He is going to come to your rescue. Amen. And that's where, and that's the building and the making of us. You know, like when we talked about that foundation last month, that is part of our building process. Amen. To be that, to get that foundation in Christ Jesus that we need. But everything that we do is consequential. You know, especially, like I say, if you're lying and stuff, that stuff is going to come back at some point in time. Right when everything, you think everything is going good, boom, here come that lie you told six years ago. Here mm. come the repercussion of that thing that you did nine, ten years ago. Ah, mm. glory to God. Here come, here come that process that, that you, you know, you happily married and everything, and everything is going good with you and your family. And here come a, a, that blast from the past because of something you did, but you never repented for it. I'm telling you. Consequences of man's choice. And when I say man, I mean man, woman, boy, girl. A man's choice can have detrimental effects in the long run without repentance and without Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's just like, amen. That just I, that made, when you were saying that, Pastor, um, mm-hmm. that made me think about maybe about fifteen, twenty years ago. I went to this service and we were talking. And the lady was talking about flesh. And she pulled out these pack of nail leaders, and she was like, it'll affect you now, or it's going to affect you later. Mm-hmm. She said, well, but the thing is, what you want to do now is be be in the right place, living for God, doing the right thing, then, you, then everything you're doing right, all that goodness is going to reflect you later. That's but true. If, you out there doing, if you're out there doing things bad, and like I say, like Sister um, Harley said, that flash, it's going to affect you later, too, because it's going to come back around, like you just sure. said. And that's the later effect. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good example. <laughs> good example. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. But I, I believe, Pastor, what is taking place is that, that the same thing was in the Garden of Eden when he said, Amen, thou shalt not surely die. Amen. Because mankind is not seeing the consequences right then, they think it is they're thinking it's okay. I'm yeah. gonna be okay in the long run. Like you say, it may be ten, twenty years down the road, but the consequences are going to appear. That lie is gonna catch up. That lifestyle is going to finally catch up with us. Amen. And we're not looking at that because we didn't it didn't happen right then. Amen. I remember the scripture say, Amen. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. Little by little, this thing is catching up with you. Little by little, this thing is killing you. Amen. Amen. That's true. That's true. And, I, and, and that's one thing we have to realize. That's why when we as believers do things, we've got to be, really make sure that we have really consulted the Lord and that we have, are making a, a God-conscious decision on what we do. And that's anything we do because, like I said, the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy, and he is not playing with us. And he is not playing with the people of God because his job is to tear down, kill, steal, and destroy that which God is raising up. And once we get that in our mind and start understanding how important 
we are to God and how important it is to God that we take a stand in him so he can fight our battles, you know, then the battle is won. The flesh is conquered. Amen. And the will of man, amen, is subjected to the spirit of the living God. That's Come on. And without that, and without that, it's always going to be that, that, that pulling and tugging. Because the scripture says mm-hmm. that the spirit lusts against the flesh, and the flesh lusts against the spirit. So, therefore, it's a never-ending battle. But it's a battle that God himself can conquer. It's a battle that God, the spirit of the living God, can take control of. God ain't created nothing that, that, that can control him. He ain't created nothing that will take take hold of him. No, he hasn't. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all have took two of my scriptures already, so I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Don't hear There will always be consequences without the will of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Consequences are that which follows as a result of some choice, whether the choice is right or wrong. There is still a consequence for your choice. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. In choosing, we need to always acknowledge the Lord. Proverbs Proverbs 3 and 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. If we follow that scripture, there wouldn't be any consequences because the Lord is guiding and leading. That's right. Following Proverbs 3 and 6, we would have a testimony instead of consequences. That's right. Consequences are like a sentence that we choose, and we must serve our time from the choices that we make. That's right. You have a choice to choose righteousness or unrighteousness. Consequences bring in spiritual action and reaction. Uh-huh. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says, 7 through 8, excuse me, says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And there's no, con- there's no consequences in everlasting life. And that's so. No. But it is when you reaping of the flesh. Like Amen. they say, the cliche says you got to play the hand that's you know, that's dealt to you. So if you out here reaping havoc on the world, you know, eventually you have to you have to get that back. That's gonna well, come back I, to you. I believe in that in that saying that Sister Jasmine, it depends on who dealt me the hand. <laughs> that's true. Amen. In other words, who am I really playing with? See, who I'm playing with and who dealt me that hand is 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 the two key questions right there. But if you out here, you know, just thinking you you the the head honcho in charge and and just doing bad things, I, the person who dealt you your hand clearly wasn't God. So 
know you got you got something else coming to you. That's true. So that's why that's I think true. you have to be mindful because your actions display who you're serving. That's true. That's true. And your members over time will also let you know who you serve. In. I, I, I agree with that, Sister Jasmine. Um, if you're out there causing havoc, that, that same hand that you were dealt is another hand out there somebody was dealt just better than yours. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so if you're out there causing havoc, um, if somebody's out there causing more havoc than you are, and, you, and maybe y'all pass or cross one day. Um, but like I said, if you're out there doing good things, you're going to run across people that are doing good things too. Um, and uh, I had to learn that the hard way in life. Um, I caused a lot of head when I was coming up with my sisters. <laughs> with my sisters, not much as out there in the streets with people. I just called head within the family. And like oh. I said, over time, you rub people the wrong way. And and like I say, that thing that it caught up with me later on in life. Um, oh later on in life. Um, with family members. So, and now with me, you know, it tried to change the room um, of the, the things that I had did back then. Um, like I say, it's it going to take some time because, like I say, sometimes, you know, time take um, here whole old wounds. But like I said, when you call them that habit, like I say, repercussions and consequences going to come. And like I say, right now, it's smoothing out for me. Amen for that. Amen. Brother Tony, the scripture says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and the small things have become new. Amen. Repentance, repentance, put it on the altar and keep it moving. Because one thing about it, we cannot go back and undo what we've done. We can ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter whether they accept it or not. The thing is, your heart was sincere. And when you take your gift back to the Lord and put it on the altar, say, Father, I did according to your will. I asked them to forgive me. Now, whether they did or not, I'm not concerned about it, but I'm concerned about my heart toward you and toward them from this point on. And God makes amends. God begins to do the work that needs to be done. And if they by chance can't accept that as you're moving forward, then that's their hold up. That's their hindrance. And they will have to deal with God in, instead of dealing with you from that point on with that situation or any situation. Amen. Amen. When we when we create when we create things in our life, but when we also repent and give it to God then God settles the score. See, we don't have to settle no scores no more. We don't have to make amends and do things uh, right, as people would say, toward nobody no more. All we got to do is abide in the ship, abide in the word of God, and God will take control of the ship. That's why I always say that forgiveness and repentance is not for the other person, it's for you. Amen. 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 Okay. You have to, you you have to be the one to to say that and and live with that. You know, the other person, like my apostle has said, they don't have to forgive you. But the thing is, is your part is already done once you have already put that out there. 
and God mm-hmm. honors that. So now it's up to the other person whether or not they want to accept that apology or not. And God will deal with them separately. That's not your issue. So as long as you were sincere with your apology or your repentance, then you're all good. That's it. You move on. You can move forward. You can move forward. You can throw it on the altar and, and walk off. That's it. Mm-hmm. So we're living in perilous times because of the consequences of man's choice. The word perilous means full of or involving peril. And so the word peril is defined as the possibility that you will be hurt or killed or that something unpleasant or bad will happen. Things are taking place without the will of God. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 7 says, But I know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, not or haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Although the will of man with his choices thinks that his secrets are unknown, God sees his heart. He knows exactly what men are up to. Do you want to add anything in, anybody? Any comments? I just want to say that, that, that you know, that the Bible said this know, this know that, that perilous times will come or, or is come. But but with the times of perils is here. We're we're in we have entered into perilous times because everything that you said is now just about if you if you were to really put a a, a pin in it, some of the things that you called out, mankind has actually accepted it and made it as law. You know. In other words, the wrong that they do has become law. You know, you can only say so much. You can only do so much, you know, because without offending somebody's civil rights and, 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 and uh, um, not blaspheming them but, but defaming them and all that kind of stuff in their wrongs, okay? So we, we are living, we are living in peril, perilous times now, and, it's just, and the worst is just to come. It's just still coming, you know. And, and, and the thing is is that these, these perils, are the consequences of man. Mankind is just living out the consequences of their sin, of his sin now. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's what perilous times are. 
They, they, they're living out the consequences of their sin, and they've gotten so far off out there without God so they don't even know how to get back. They don't know how to turn around and come back. They don't know what to do to come back. And tradition and religion don't tell them what to do. Tradition and religion will just say, oh, well, God knows your heart. God understands. God knows you're just human. No, no, no. you got some serious offenses out there now. When you're talking yeah. about heady and high-minded, boasters and lovers of themselves, lovers and pleasures of themselves, you know, seeking themselves, all this kind of stuff going on now. And these things are going on day to day, in the day, in today, I like to say. That's going on. All over this world, those things are going on now. And those are the consequences of man's choice without God. Without yeah. the spirit of the Lord governing them, those are the consequences because they are the choices of man. Amen. God is a long-suffering God. He doesn't want to see us perish because of the consequences of our will. Our will is sinful. And First John 3, 8-9 says, Well, I don't even know what that's saying. Let me read it. Let me get it on my iPhone. Hold on. Don't get it on your iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> Gary, my hand right mm. <laughs> I was seriously studying that night saying, ask my mom. She can vouch for me. Okay, so First John 3, 8 through 9 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. And that's something. You need to read that again because that's where where the believers drop the ball at right there. That's where they get lost and, and, and get into a quandary right there. Read that verse again. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. Mm-hmm. For his seed remains in him, and he in cannot that. sin. And that's something. Um, the Bible says you can't sin. And you got people walking around here in pulpits and everywhere. Else. I don't care if you got the Holy Ghost. You can still cuss it and do whatever you want to do. Oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of the living God. And you mean to tell me you can still override that and do what you want to do? The Bible don't say that. No, nope, it says that whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. So how and is seed in you and you doing that? And he only will give those that are born of him the Holy Ghost. So that tells me somebody is operating in something that that's not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> They're operating in a form of godliness, a familiar spirit. Because if we're able, if we're able to sin against God with the Holy Ghost, okay, sin against our brethren, sin against ourselves with the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost can't convict you and put you in check beforehand, because He knows what you're already gonna do beforehand. Something is wrong with that Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Read that scripture one more time, please. Amen. First Amen. John chapter 3, verses 8 through 9. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's right. For this purpose, that he will destroy the works of your flesh, the devil that's in your flesh. He will destroy it. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> Verse 9, whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. And that's something. And like I said, you got people telling folks, in spirit and in truth, they assume that, okay, well, yeah, it doesn't matter because you got the Holy Ghost. You still got flesh. Uh-uh, wait a minute now. You about to mess me up here. That's why we got to know what the word of God says, and we've got to have the faith in God in knowing that God is the sovereign God that he has, He is, and he has sovereign authority. He has all power over everything that he has created. The Bible says that every soul be subject to the higher power, and every power that is a power is ordained by God. So somewhere down the line, Somebody got some wrong information. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't go off out there and do anything I want to and, 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 and then turn around and tell me, well, Lord, it was just the weakness of my flesh. Uh-uh. Because, see, God knows already the intents of my heart. So, therefore, and the Holy Ghost resides in me, the Holy Ghost will stop me before I even fulfill that thought or do what I say I'm going to do. The Holy Ghost will begin to convict me. Now, if I persist and go past that, then I need to wonder what kind of Holy Ghost I got. I sure do. Amen, Sister Jasmine. Anybody else got a comment on that? Amen. I just agree with that statement, Pastor. Amen. I just agree with it. Amen. Say, amen. Say, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Amen. Like you say, you need to go back and check this thing again. Amen. If you're out there still doing everything you did when you was in the world, you might just still be in the world. That's right. You just might still be in the world. You just might not have the Lord God in you like you say you got him. I think that we give a lot of, I'm not saying us in general, but, you know, Christians in general, and maybe I might be talking about those that you're talking about here um, in this statement. They just give a lot of power to the flesh because after we fasted for that week, I've understood that, you know, we we really give in to the flesh and give it a lot mm-hmm. of power that it True. doesn't deserve and or need. And it's very easy to shut it down, but you have to be willing to do that. You have to also employ God to do that too. You can't do it yourself all the time. Right. So That's right. Like you can't, oh, man, it was my flesh because I was weak. So you mean to tell me you had no kind of willpower, you couldn't consult God, you couldn't call on God? And ask him to help you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, stop giving it so much power. It doesn't even deserve all that power. And it really don't have it. 
you that's have right. that's, 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 that's the key. It don't have it. It don't. It wants you to think that it has it. Your exactly. will, the will of your flesh, wants you to think that it's God, and God's got to consult it to do what it do. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I agree. <laughs> that's true because I mean, we have we have the power. God has given us the tools, you know, and we just continue just to to let it win, or we don't have to do that. And if it gets to a point where you just oh you just you so weak, then then call on the name of Jesus. Just like you always say, sometimes you don't even have have words. All you can say is Jesus. That's it. Lord help me. He'll work it out for you if you can't. But you got to be willing. You can't. You got to be willing because if you're not willing, then it's not gonna work. Sure ain't. And then that tells me that that Holy Ghost that you got on the inside of you, if it ain't working for you, that means you got a remembrance of that Holy Ghost that you once had when he was in you pure, and you just going through a form and a fashion. You just going through a habit of what you once knew about yourself and how the Spirit of the Lord conducted himself in you, but yet he is not there. Mm. That's a lot of that going around too. Yep. Especially with people who are preaching who are preaching and teaching, you know, God's word to a a, a multitude of people. That's 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 very scary actually. Very scary. <laughs> it sure is. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. So the consequences of man's choices, I tell you, even includes even includes that. Even includes the Holy Ghost. Are you going to let God reign, or are you going to let your flesh reign? Even in that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the consequences of man's choice doesn't give us that right. Have you ever mm-hmm. repented for the choices you made outside of God's will? If not, you will be subject to the consequences you made from the choices that you made. Amen. Evaluate yourself. Repentance will cause your consequences to become subject to God's will and his consequences, if any. Any questions or any comments? Amen. Sister Jasmine, if if, if at all possible, could you run down those scriptures one more time? Amen. All the scriptures that you referenced there. Do you have them listed? I ain't list them, but I can go through them and maybe send them to you. <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good too. Amen. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, they kind of they kind of all caught up in the notes. I didn't really okay, yeah, because a couple of them I didn't catch. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was here really trying to flip to one. <laughs> it was Romans. It was Romans chapter six and, and uh, what was it? Verses twelve through um, what was it? Sixteen and. And then we mentioned we mentioned uh, Romans six and I guess thirty one that last verse also for the wages of sin is death. We mentioned uh, excuse me. We mentioned James uh, one and thirteen. Yeah, and 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 fourteen and fifteen. We read that also. And um, Romans second six. second Timothy three and one through. Uh, I would say five, but I think she read further than five. I did. Mm-hmm. 
You did a couple in Proverbs. I know you did three and 16, but you did a second proverb, didn't you? Proverbs 3 and 5 and 14 okay. and 12. 4 and 12 and 3 and 5 through 6. No, my 14 and 12 of Proverbs. 14 and 12 and 3, 5 through 6. Yeah, and 3, 5 through 6. And then the one, First John, First John, what was it? First John 3, 3 and 1? 8 and 9. I got that one. Uh, we had Galatians 6, 7, right? Six and six, Chapter 6, verse 7. Seven yeah. through eight. Seven yeah. through eight. Okay then. Okay then. Amen. I want to go back and look at a couple of those. And the first John was three. Uh, first John three eight through nine. Okay. Okay. Amen. You got them all. Yeah. Amen. I got all of these. Yes. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So other than that, does anybody else have any more questions or comments? Amen. That's a good. That's a good study. Comments, comments, and and everything was good too. And appreciate you, brother Tony. Amen. Because the more you, the more you put yourself out there in confession and in acknowledgement of the Word of God, the more the Lord is going to bring you forward in His will to do His will. Amen. And you'll be teaching on this line pretty soon, brother Tony. Good job. Amen. <laughs> so you, must be, you must be off hiding somewhere. I'm, I'm sorry, Sister Jasmine. I didn't hear you. That was a pastor. Pastor, I didn't hear you. Amen. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. Um, I had got another call coming from my nephew on the job there, so I had to take that. Amen. Amen. We was just yep. speaking something into existence. That's all. We said you was gonna be teaching on the line soon. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll, uh, I'll accept <laughs> that, um, Sister Jasmine. You know, <laughs> I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Like I said, it's been a long time coming. Um, like I say, Sister Irene, I've been really in contact with her, being truly been encouraged with her with the words and stuff, giving me stuff to study and stuff like that right there. So. Like I say, so we came in. When she came down here tonight, I'm like, she's like, I'm getting on line. I said, okay, I got to run off for a minute, but I'll be back. We'll get on here together. Amen. Amen. And as you you continue that study, brother, don't allow your will to to discourage you because the will of your flesh is going to discourage you and your past. So you got to be able to always know that the word of God is greater than all of that. Yes, that always know that the word is stronger than all of that. If you willingly say, Lord, help me. If you willingly say, Lord Jesus, this thing is trying to do this, this, this to me. And the Lord will come to your rescue. But one thing about it, we have to ask. Because, see, they, our will is strong. And, and see, the, the, our will wants us to think that God, God will come to your rescue. God is not coming to your rescue if you don't ask him. Wow. Amen. Amen. He won't. He will not because that's like coming against your will then. Now, he will He will make sure that the things that, that, that permissive will that we go through, the things that we he permits us to go through. Now, he uses that for his glory, but the thing is, he will not come against your will. If you don't ask him to help bail you out, bring you out of situations and circumstances. In other words, we have to willingly give that to him. Amen. 
Amen. And like I said, and, and you know, and, and it's, it's not a long road ahead, but the processing may may take a minute. You know, it may seem long because of the processing, because, you know, this, this is something that God desires to do in you, and as long as you're willing and obedient, he can complete that process. Amen. Amen. It's like a, it's like when you're tearing down an old house to build a new house. You gotta right. have a new, gotta have a new foundation. So this is, this is the building of your foundation, and that does take breaking down and 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 you know crucifying that flesh, wrangling it in like the old cowboys used to do with the lasso. You gotta, it is with the process. That's it, like seven, eight, nine. Oh, hey, oh hey. Lord have mercy. Why, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and, Brother Tony, I'm, I'm also learning, too. So although I'm able to speak about these things, I'm not perfect as well, and I'm also being rebuilt. My foundation is being rebuilt, too. So I was always raised in church, and a foundation has always been taught, you know, to be Jesus. But at the same time, I still had my will, too, that I had to fight against and choices that I had to make, and I knew God wasn't going to interfere with that. He wasn't going to let me go far, but at the same time, you know, he still gave me the opportunity to come back to him on my own. So I'm, you know, I'm with you too, so you're not alone in this. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I appreciate it, Sister Jasmine. You're welcome. Oh, Amen. Enjoy the study, Sister Jasmine. Enjoying where the Lord is taking you. Amen. Amen. And this rebuilding. Amen. 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 I, I right. enjoyed the study also. Amen. It's, it's been a good study. We appreciate, you know, you all in, in the study and everything. And, and it's not about who all's on the line and who's not on the line. It's about the fact that we're able to be able to, to study the word of God, do the research and study. Because one thing about it, see, it's our spirit, it's our spirit that, that's uh, receiving, perceiving the word of God. And the more words you get in your spirit, the more subjected your flesh becomes to the spirit and not vice versa. Because, see, Amen. you're only... Strong, you're only strong in your in in your great your your greatest strength comes from what you what you allow and what you will. So, in other words, if the spirit of the Lord wills in you, in other words, that word of God is in you, then that word of God subjects everything else to it. Mm-hmm. And if not, then the flesh, if the flesh is strong and the will of the flesh is strong full of all this worldly mess and all this garbage and, and who knows what from the past and all that, then that's what's going to govern the soul, you know. So, therefore, that's why it behooves us to study the word of God so we can come against our own self. It's not about coming against nobody else. It's about coming against our will. And when we can come against our will, nobody else can stand a chance. That's right, mm-hmm. and it's- and now that you say that, now I see why I this week, you know, usually whenever I am signed up to teach the next Bible study, it seems like everything is trying to come against me, you know, work, daily life, whatever, just trying to come against me. But this time around, you know, I wasn't even focused on any of that. So if it was trying to come against me, it's almost like I had blinders on. So I just was focused on one thing only. 
And I was, you know, getting my Bible study done and just not even worrying about things around me. So I, I honestly don't even know if anything was trying or whether it did because mm. I just, I, I, I couldn't even tell. I couldn't even see. Now that, I think about it. That means that's, that's a sign that you are in a place now where you can get the word of God and study the word of God. And the only way things can hinder that is that you will permit it. But the right. word of God is giving you a path, in other words, to be able to study it, you know, write down your little notes, meditate on it, think on it, pray on it, and all that. The Lord has given you that path now to be able to do that. So it's no longer, you know, whether I got to do this and I got to find time. No, 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 because, see, the word of God has given you a path, a path to a passage, in other words, to be able to do that in. So, therefore, nothing can come against that, not even sickness or none of that. You know, you used to have headaches and all that stuff and be coming to attack you and all kinds of stuff. But I do believe, though, uh, Sister Jazz, that that fast did you a lot of good. That fasting and praying did a lot for you. And you still, the best of that of that process still has not even been revealed yet. But that's good that you can acknowledge that because, see, when, you begin to, when we begin to acknowledge the change that we see in ourselves, then it's just like putting on a garment then. That change, that part of that garment is there, is there now, and it's yours for the wearing. So that's why I say God has opened up a path now for you to be able to teach the Word of God, study the Word of God, meditate on the Word. Amen. Jot down whatever he is right about the word and all that kind of stuff because he's given that to you now. So now mm-hmm. and only way anything can come against that is you let it without coming against it. That's the only way it can do that now. Amen. All right. Amen. Anybody prayer requests or? Did you have something to say, Elder? No, amen, amen. Amen. <laughs> Did anybody have any prayer requests or anything? Amen. Just just pray my strength in the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I don't know why y'all laughing. We ain't laughing, Pastor. Amen. It's just the way you said that. Amen. We really take it serious, but it's the way you said it. You said it that, like, you know, the cliche thing. Pray my yeah. faith in the Lord. Yeah. You ain't going to be doing nothing while we burning out a pair of knees, but we know that's not true. Pray my faith in the Lord. Like people be saying, when people ask you to pray for them, do you really stop and pray for them? <laughs> well, with, with me, most of the times, I have to do it right then because I ain't going to remember. Right, let me do it now, Lord, because when I get home, amen. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always it's always best, best, to, best to ask the person. When they say pray for me, so do you want me to pray now? And then whenever they say no, because a lot of times they really, that tells you whether they're sincere about that prayer. They don't want it right Amen. Then. Truly, truly. And, then, and nine times out of ten, if you agree to praying for them and you say, okay, I will, then you're going to have to ask the Lord to remind you, to help you to remember to pray for that person. Amen. True. So I see a lot of that stuff on 
You know, people like to just throw that out on, on Facebook. Yeah, I like to pray, I like to pray for people right then and there. I like to pray for people right then and there. And then remember, prayer is, is it does not have to be a long, drawn-out thing. Prayer would be, Lord, according to your will, give them what they need. That's prayer. Amen. And you can say that as you're walking off from them if they don't want you to employ that prayer right then and there. Lord, you know their need. You know their desire. Do according to your will. That's prayer right there. Mm. So that way the enemy won't, you won't get caught in a snap to, oh, snap, I forgot to pray for so-and-so. No, no. But see, you got to be mindful. As you grow in Christ Jesus, all of us, we, we need to just be mindful of the things that, that we subject ourselves to in word, deed, action, and thought. Because the enemy is counting on you to slip up in any mm-hmm. point, at any point. Yes, yeah. And he'll take the least little thing to the Lord and say, see, she lied and said she was going to pray for that, that person, and she ain't did it. <laughs> he looking for them cracks in that foundation. That's it. Forever and the that, bread. And that's what that is. That will become a crack. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So that's why we just have to be just, you know, just give thanks to the Lord. Amen. You know, if the person don't want you to, to, to hold hands and pray right then, in your mind, begin to pray and say, Lord, you know their need. I don't know their need, but they ask, they're asking for prayer. So give them what they need, Father, according to your will. That's prayer right there. Like I said, prayer is not a long, drawn-out process, you know. And, and and we just you know we just need to be able to be mindful and and and, and consult the Lord when people say those things to us because see you can you can pray and talk to the Lord while a person is talking to you and still hear them, Amen, Amen. So I tell you, but pray my strength in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> okay, well. Nobody has anything else. Any announcements for the ministry or anything? <laughs> None right at this time. No more than we're going to have Bible study again. Uh, next week, I, I think Elder Legree is, is going to be teaching on the two natures of man. Okay, and, that'll be a good one. Yeah, because, like I said, and, and the employing of those two natures, which nature you're going to employ, also deals with the will. It's the same as the will of man versus the will of God in Christ Jesus. And then on the 31st, I'll be summarizing the the study for the month on the will of man versus the will of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to come out, I'm going to come with using the permissive will and the perfect will of God. Mm. I like that one. I remember you did one of that, one of them. When we was at in Fredericksburg, that was a good thing to learn about because I definitely didn't know the difference between those two. Amen, amen. And I even got my email already ready. I just ain't sent it out yet. It's in draft. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, well. I'll go ahead and, and release us from Bible study if all hearts and minds are clear. Amen. Dear Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how, thanking you for another opportunity to be able to teach your word 
to your people. And we just pray that we understand that, you know, going against your will does come with consequences. And so I'm praying that this lesson was designed to have everybody examine themselves and including myself that, you know, we examine the consequences of our actions before we do do things and just keep you in the forefront. That way we won't even have to think about doing anything bad or against your will. And we just pray that you replenish the strength of all of us, uh, especially our pastor, keep her, keep her nice and, and energized and, and always on top of your word. And we thank you for her and the wisdom that you have gave her so she can assist if we need help with these Bible studies. And we just pray and ask that you continue to keep us, continue to watch over us, and just replenish our strength for being on this line. You know, some of us work during the day. Uh, We just thank you for allowing us to be a part of this group. And we love you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night, thanks. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. All right.